What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another issue of the Comic Bookies podcast. Episode 152 starts right now. We are just coming off of a huge high. The Golden State Warriors, our Golden State Warriors, our NBA champions. The parade was today. We're going to discuss the rest of the series, the parade today. Just such a great moment for San Francisco, Oakland, the whole Bay Area as a whole. Uh, NASCAR, unfortunately, your boy did catch COVID two days before he was supposed to go to the NASCAR race. So Sonoma Raceway, uh, my wife's favorite driver, Daniel Suarez, his first ever win did not happen, unfortunately. Um, So we will discuss that and got a little uh, Father's Day break, but going into Nashville this upcoming week. And over in comic books, plenty of books that I've read over the last two weeks that I would discuss and plenty of news. Uh, Having COVID does have uh, its upside. I was able to watch tons and tons of shows, so we'll discuss our CW shows, our FX shows. Me and my wife watched The Secrets of Dumbledore last night, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Miss Marvel to name just a few, and unfortunately we have to say goodbye to the great Tim Sale. But all that and a little bit more on this short solo episode of the Comic Boogies Podcast, 150 Let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. And as we come out of that little break, I want to welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. I'm going solo tonight. I did it like a month ago, two months ago, but let's do it again, shall we? Um, Sean and Mark are unfortunately under the weather tonight, so they'll be back hopefully next week. Um, But this episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Uh, Wednesday, June, that would be what, 22nd. Uh, 2022 is New Comic Book Day, so 6 2022 whatever have you. Um, go out there and support your local comic book store. Um, you know, whether you buy them online, you go into the shop, you know, whatever. Wherever you live, whether it be Fremont, California, where we get our books from, or whether you're in Tracy, California, or LA, or New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Miami, wherever you are, go to your local shop. It's, you know, with all these, uh, paper shortages and everything it's hard to come by books and everything nowadays so uh do what you can to support your local comic book store uh but yeah but ours is alex over at treasure island so uh, yeah welcome welcome everyone to episode 152 i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be uh covid free now um we were supposed to record uh, a second episode in a row after 151 last week but unfortunately your boy got covid uh we did post about it on sunday two weeks ago uh the day of the sonoma race Unfortunately, my wife and uh, myself were not able to go to the race. It, it sucked. You know, I was feeling sort of sick on like maybe Wednesday night, early Thursday morning um, two weeks ago. And then I get up and I get up that morning, you know, or that afternoon because it's during my work week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I feel OK. I feel all right. And so I go to work and I and I just feel like kind of like, um, you know, how you have the flu, the flu-like symptoms, you just kind of like, you know, weak and everything. And I wasn't running a fever or anything, but I started to get that like, you know, that nasal drip, you know, and that pool, pool water uh, taste in my mouth. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, shit, you know, like I'm think I'm getting sick, right? And so we had a race to go to, obviously, that Sunday. My daughter's recital was also on Saturday, like the next day. So I get up in the afternoon after coming home on Friday morning and get up and I'm like, you know what, you know, we have those COVID tests, those free ones from the post office. Can you get them, you know, can you get me one, sweetheart? So my wife grabs me one, I, I take it and it's freaking immediate. You know how you have some of those people who were, you know, they have the, um, 
you know, the faint line. Like we've been seeing a lot of these people with the faint line. So but you have to treat it like a positive. Like you probably have it, right? Mine was instantly 10 seconds. As soon as your snot or whatever that solution goes uh, from right to left, and as soon as it goes to that T line, oh, it was it was clear as day. So I'm like, oh, crap, I have freaking COVID, right? And I didn't have bad symptoms at all. It was like a day and a half, two days where I had bad a bad headache, like around like my nose, like the na- like the nasal, like the sinus congestion, the sinus headache. My wife got me some of this great stuff. It was like Tylenol's severe sinus or something like that. And and that is was is arguably the greatest invention of all time. You know, since sliced bread, since the PlayStation, since you know the invention of a football and a basketball, right, and a hockey puck and a baseball. You know, that's. That sign, the severe sign. Whoever invented that thing should win a Nobel Peace Prize, and I hope that that, that person, that man or woman, is living large right now. Or if they, they're dead, then they need to be in the VIP up in heaven. So yeah, so a couple of days of that, and unfortunately, how we have you know with work and everything, you test positive for COVID. Even though I'm fully vaccinated, I had to stay at home until I had no symptoms. And so unfortunately, five days later, that was Friday. So the next Wednesday, so like less than a week ago, like five days ago, I tested again, it was positive again, you know, like that faint line. And then so at this point, it's been almost two weeks. And so my employer is like, you know, the the classic, it's like the two week, right? It's the two week COVID, as sometimes I like to call it a vacation, right? So I've been feeling fine. I've been you know, masking up around the kids and everything. And then finally my symptoms have subsided. I've, t- I've tested negative and I am free and clear to go back to work in two days. But unfortunately it screwed up all my plans. I could not go to my daughter's recital on that Saturday. Me and my wife did not go to Sonoma. We will get into that. Um, actually, you know what? Let's get into it right now before we get into the Warriors. Um, man, my wife was absolutely pissed, absolutely pissed. And like, I feel so bad because ever since we became, you know, fans of NASCAR, you know, I want to say about six years ago, right, 2016, 2017, that faithful day in February where I go to Mark's house, comic bookie Mark, for his uh, Daytona 500 party. And he's like, oh, you had to pick a driver. And that's when I picked Kyle Larson. And then, you know, later that, it was the next year or the next month, pretty much, we go to Fontana because we have we had plans to go to Disneyland and Universal. And you know what? Let's add a day. Let's add another day to the trip and go to the race at Fontana. And, of course, Kyle Larson, I think, defeats Martin Trux Jr. So my first ever race, my guy wins. And my wife, her favorite number at the time is 19. So at the time, Daniel Suarez, before he went to Stuart Haas and then, of course, Trackhouse, he was at Joe Gibbs Racing. And so he, uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to pick that guy. You know, like, and she's always, you know, she always made it a point that, you know what, Mexican guy, the guy from Mexico in a, in a generally white man sport, got to love it. So she chose him. And even when he went to uh, Stuart Haas, I believe in the 41 car, and then on to the 99 at, at Track House, she stuck with him, stuck with him for the whole way. And she was so upset that she did not get to see his first ever win. So upset. Like she was like near tears, right? Like this whole time. And then COVID two days before, like it couldn't have happened. Like I couldn't have been feeling like shit, you know, driving home from Sonoma and then tested positive the next day. Like it had to be two days before we had to go, we were going to go to the race. So it was just horrible timing. Um, but congratulations to Daniel Suarez. He gets the, the coveted, the first ever win for his cut in the cup series at a tough track in Sonoma. Um, Larson with his fifth straight, um, pole, but some bad luck. 
uh, there with the whole tire situation and him tr- and him not pitting. At, uh, I think him not pitting at the end of the first stage with everyone else and taking the stage win, I thought that he pretty much conceded the day, right? Same thing with Joey Logano when he didn't pit at the end of the second stage and just to get that one extra playoff point in the ten in the ten stage points towards the playoffs, you know, just in case, you know, we have you know seventeen people who do win a race and we have to go based off of points. It's a kind of a smart move, especially when you know you don't have the car to win the race that day. Um, but then everything just like fell off, you know, the wheels fell off after that. So you know, quote unquote. I think he did end up with like a fifteenth um, P fifteen for Larson. Um, Chase Elliott had arguably the best car of the day, but he had that penalty where they did work outside of the box, I believe in the second stage. So that kind of put him far behind and he never recovered. Um, now we had a day off for happy father's day, by the way, to all the dads, um, myself, Mark and Sean, all three of us are dads now for the first time ever. Um, yesterday was a great day. Um, still kind of not doing anything with family just to be safe. You know, we also hear of some other friends and family members who have tested positive. So kind of other plans have, you know, kind of got put on the uh, back burner as well. Kind of sucks. But anyways, but it was a cool day to stay home with the family, but no race. And now this race, we go to, excuse me, our first ever, um, not first ever, but first of the season race on NBC goes to Nashville. Not really going to throw any numbers out there because there was literally one race ever that I can look at. And that was last year. Kyle Larson started fifth, excuse me. And he finished first place. Um, I think Chase Elliott, something happened where he finished last. Joey Logano with the top 10 finish. I think Ross Chastain finished second. That was that. That's right. That was the race where we were like, dude, he might get his first ever win. Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson just, that's when he really started to pull away as far as knowing who the best driver was. Because Larson, I think he only had one or two of his 10 wins in the first half of the season. So uh, that's when he just started to absolutely dominate the second half of the year, especially the last 10 races in the playoffs. So as far as just numbers are concerned, Ross Chastain has been you know, doing very well this year. So I would put him towards the top of the odds to win the race. Um, you know, you have your usuals, you have all of, you know, Hendrick Motorsport with Byron, Chase Elliott, Larson, you know, um, Truex hasn't been performing that well this year yet. Um, I don't think he, I don't even think he has a win yet, but Kyle Busch, of course, he's, you know, on the, on the shorter tracks, he's, he, he does well also Denny Hamlin. So who knows? Um, and then, you know, then you have the Fords really, really this year, the Fords is only, um, you know, besides, uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chase Briscoe with the win, but yeah, it's just been Penske all the way and Blaney still looking for that first win of the season. So, you know, who knows, but there's not really much else to talk about, about NASCAR. I cannot wait for the race. It is this Sunday. What would that be? The 20, whatever the hell, three, four, five, six, the 26th at around 2 PM our time. So good thing about Nashville is it's, 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 that's so weird. Tennessee always seems to me when I look at the map, like that's an East coast freaking state. Louisiana is like an East coast state. And yet they're in central time zone. They're only two hours ahead. It always blows my mind whenever I think of, especially those two states. So kind of weird, but everyone enjoy the uh, race, but the sports section, all there is to talk about. I wish Mark and Sean were on the episode tonight. We'll probably talk more about it next week when we're on. Um, but the freaking Warriors, man, Golden State Warriors, they do it again, fourth championship in eight years. Um, you know, they do it against the Boston Celtics. Um, no offense to any Boston fan who listens to this you know, podcast, but man, the, like the A's can never beat the Red Sox in the playoffs. Of course, we know the history with the Raiders and the Patriots, but it is, oh, 
it feels so good to not only win the championship, but to beat Boston. Like Boston in basketball, you know, the Celtics, Lakers, it's always good to beat those teams. Um, but yeah, I think just towards the end, uh, just a, too young of a team for Boston. And the Warriors just showed the experience that they have, especially in the second half, fourth quarter, especially just kind of putting those games away, right? It was, I forgot what it was. When, like when, this, when the series started, the Warriors had like a 12 or 14% chance, according to BPI or whatever the hell that is. Um, and uh, after they had tied it, after they went into Boston and then they tied the series 2-2, so pretty much made it a three-game series with two at home. It, it, you know, I think the Warriors became like a minus one fifty favorite to win, to win the series. So it was like, like everyone knew, right? So uh, Jason Tatum played okay. He didn't play well at all um, in the fourth quarter. I think Mark sent us a uh, stat. I think in the three games that he that they played in Chase Center, yeah, the three games. He had like a handful of, he had what, five points or something like that? Like five or eight or 10 or something like that combined points in the fourth quarter, shooting 11% from the field in the fourth quarter on the road. So just kind of an overall choke job. They turned the ball over too many damn times. Then there was at least two or three games where they had over 20, 20 turnovers. So that's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, but they're, but they seem like a team like the Warriors. You know, I'm I applaud them and I commend them for you know not building a super team like some of these other teams ha- have done in the past. Um, so, sort of the Warriors, kind of with KD, sort of I guess. Um, but the but now the Warriors like like all doubt has been pushed aside. Any doubt about the Warriors? They won before KD. They won with KD, and now they've won without KD. They have shown that they can do it in any kind of situation versus any kind of team. It's just an absolute joy to watch these guys play. Curry for the last 13 years. Uh, Clay's been on the Warriors for now 11 years. And number 23, freaking Draymond Green, who has a mouth like a sailor, he's done it now for 10 years. So, man, just to just to know that, like, like Draymond Green specifically, you've been in the league for 10 years, you've gone to the finals six of those 10 years and brought home four rings, you know? Like, like it or love it, you have to respect it now. You know, Curry finally gets his NBA Finals MVP. You know, I'm not, uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was, there was a list of players with at least two MVPs and two MVPs? Yeah, because he has two MVPs. Two uh, regular season MVPs and four rings. And it was like, you know, LeBron, Kobe, Michael, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, you know, like uh, Magic Johnson. It was like, oh God, he's in he's in that upper echelon now. Like you have to put him in the top fifteen players of all time. Like this is like a debate that I like to have with like fans and stuff, and or Sean and Mark. Do you put him? He's he's obviously top twenty, top twenty five. Excuse me, but is he top fifteen? Is he top twelve? Some people even have him in the top ten because you have to like, you know, per his era. Like, dude, he's he's. It's crazy. So, like, I, I saw a tweet the other day, or someone sent this to me, and it was amazing. It was throughout the whole Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green have created a dynasty within the LeBron James era. Like it's it's unbelievable. Like you never had that. Like no one ever had a, a dynasty within the Magic and Bird era. No one else had a dynasty within the Michael Jordan era. 
you know, like you had like like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you had like the Spurs, like somewhere in between it was always like the Spurs and or the Lakers for a long, long time. Sprinkle in one uh, Dallas Maverick championship. But yeah, you never had like a full on dynasty during, you know, the Celtics and, and the Celtics and Lakers of old. And then the Showtime Lakers and Bird Celtics. You never had someone within there. But LeBron James, with, with with all he's dominated since the early 2000s, going from you know Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland to LA, and winning four championships, one of them is an asterisk. Actually, at least two of them, for me. The one he won in Cleveland, when Draymond Green got freaking suspended, wrongfully suspended, um, in game what five or four or five, and then of course the bubble the freaking bubble you play like 80 games you play in a nice plush little one arena where there's no home court advantage no road like nothing uh that was a gimme that was a gimme just like everyone can make an you know a uh an argument that the dodgers that season so both la championships then that year for the covid year were like i would have rather you would have just canceled the season because of covid and um but they counted they counted i guess but but anyways but over it was you know it was great to watch the parade just an amazing spectacle um something that i would like to do i was talking to my wife today i was like yeah i guess i i think the one team that i would like oh i'm i have to go to the to the parade is the raiders absolutely i don't have to like maybe the a's but like the sharks the warriors i guess the warriors they've been doing it for so long right especially this year was in san francisco i was kind of bitter about that i'm like oh yeah i guess they're in san francisco but but then again if the raiders win the super bowl now they're not coming back to oakland for a parade they're doing it in you know down fremont street or whatever the hell in las vegas so but uh I don't know. I guess I like recency bias as well. Like I just got down. I just got over, you know, having COVID. So I'm like, eh, maybe I don't want to be around that many people right now. Maybe I don't want to catch it again. Right. Um, but no, but all in all, um, a great season. I And now I admit it. I've said it and I'll say it again next season. Like once the season starts in October, I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't. I'm not really watching the regular season. I'm not a bandwagon fan. Like I know the players. I know the stats. I know who's good as far as you know, the Eastern Western Conference. I know who's not good. So it's not like I'm just like jumping on the bandwagon for the playoffs. But I will say that I watched so much more basketball just in during these playoffs than the whole regular season. That's just the type of person who I am now type of fan, you know, you know, when you're 20 years old, 22 years old, and you're living with mommy and daddy still, and you like have maybe just a girlfriend or you're single, you and you have no really real responsibilities, you have more time. But you know, now for us, and it's not an excuse. It's just the reality of the situation. You know, like me and Mark and Sean, we have like, you know, big boy jobs, we have kids, we have a mortgage, we have, you know, or rent or whatever. We have other bills and stuff we had to, we had to deal with. We have, you know, like, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll put the game on in the background, but I got to do this, 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 and this for the kids, or I got to do this, 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 and this for the house, right? It's just the reality of the beast. But um, but always a Warriors fan, you know, always a Larson fan, always a Raiders fan, A's fan, Sharks fan. I just may not watch a lot of, you know, like football, right? It's once a week. I'm going to watch every Raider game, like regardless, right? Unless I have something like absolutely like I'm going to a NASCAR race or I have a funeral or a wedding to go to, right? Um. But I'm going to watch only a handful of A's games. I'm only going to watch a handful of Warriors and Sharks games. It's just the reality. Like, please tell me I'm wrong, right? Like, drop a comment in any of our posts or whatever or on this YouTube video or whatever. Like, like I'm, I hope I'm not wrong. But that's just the reality of, uh, of the situation. Call me what you want. But that's just it. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, nothing really else in sports. Um, I'm not going to get into a whole thing about baseball. Nah. We talked about baseball last week, so that's something that we don't really, you know, the A's or whatever. I think the Giants are doing okay right now. Let me get a sip of my little iced coffee here. I uh, picked up a nasty habit with COVID of these iced espresso shots. I guess my wife picked up some Keurig cups and has like an espresso shot. So you only put like the minimum like six ounces. And I put over ice, a little bit of the sugar-free like uh, vanilla syrup. Oh, man. Even though I have no taste or smell right now, I know from like, you know, you know, previous memory that I know it tastes good. So that's one thing that sucks ass, dude. It was like Father's Day. My, you know, my wife's like, what do you want to do? Like, you want to barbecue something? Like some tri-tip? I was like, why the hell am I going to spend like 40 bucks, 50 bucks on a damn tri-tip when I can't even taste the damn thing? So I was like, no, dude, like, like make something for that everyone's going to like that we're, that I can barbecue, right? And so she's like, let's just do hot dogs. So we had like chili cheese dogs yesterday for Father's Day. So um, still great, still great. And from what I can remember, right, from past chili cheese dogs on whatever day, they tasted awesome. But yesterday, it's, I get the faint, I think it's because of memory. Like I know what this iced coffee tastes like. I know what it's supposed to taste like. But then I stick my nose down into a jar of pickles or into a tub of peanut butter. I can't, I get nothing. I get absolutely nothing. The the big jar you buy from Costco of the of the diced um, uh, garlic or whatever minced garlic. Nothing. I'm I'm getting nothing. I'm getting like the kind of pungent like the the hit of like yep that's supposed to be a strong smell, but I'm not getting it. Absolutely not. So kind of sucks. But as we uh, mosey on over from sports into comic books. Um, I just want to give a, um, a shout-out just to ourselves. Uh, this is the Comic Bookies Podcast, mind you, episode 152. Goddamn over 152 episodes. It's, a, it's amazing. Um, but we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at the Comic Bookies. Email us anytime about anything, whether you want to set something up for an interview, if you're a small-time publisher or a writer trying to um, market your work, or you just want to just ask a question or give us some bullshit and say that we suck. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, that's the email address is comicbookies at gmail.com. Uh, we are on all types of platforms, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, of course, Apple iTunes, and Android. Uh, watch our videos here on YouTube, which over the past, I want to say, three, four months um, has been mainly uh, these live streams. Just, again, trying to find the time to get these shorts in, trying to find the time to get other videos in. But, um, but yeah, but thanks you so much for, for rocking with us, sticking with us. I believe we're in 27 or 28 states uh, in the United States as far as what I've been keeping track of the last 10 or 12 episodes. And I think we just officially hit 40, I believe 40 or 50 different countries that we've been downloaded in as far as the amount of time that I've been keeping track. So, yeah, we are here and we are not going anywhere. Okay, so let's get into this, come, some comic books. So like I said before, Treasure Island Comics is our uh, sponsor. And wherever you get your comic books, this is what you can expect on Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Coming from DC, Nightwing 93, The Flash 783, Batman Superman World's Finest number 4, Batman the Knight number 6, Catwoman 44, and an honorable mention of brand new story Black Adam number 1 starts this week. Marvel gives us The Amazing Spider-Man number 4, Moon Knight number 12, X-Men 12, New Mutants number 26, and Miles Morales Spider-Man 39, just to name a few. Some other smaller publishers. Image gives us Noctera, love that book, number 11, Gunslinger Spawn number 9, Deadly Class 53, and Silver Coin number 11. 
Dark Horse. I'm actually getting this book. That's why I shouted it out. The Lonely Hearts. Oh, sorry. Lonely Hearts. Owner of a Lonely Hunt. Just kidding. Uh, the Lonely Hunters, number one, starts this week. Um, it was it was a short story in previews, and the synopsis sounded pretty good. Um, so I grabbed it. So hopefully it's good. Boom Studios gives us something is killing the children 24, and one of our favorite, like I say every single week, AWA, Artist Writers and Artisans, Primos, number four, and The Joneses, number three. So those are just to name a few, but, you know, go and grab your comic books. Man, at my old age, you know, it's like, oh, you're such a nerd, but man, some of these stories, absolutely love it. So anyways, some of the books that I've been reading over the last two weeks since we last recorded, myself and Sean recorded, uh, let's see if I can flip through some of these, just uh, bear with me real quick as I'm going, usually Sean's kind of talking right now, or Mark's talking right now, like while I'm fumbling through some shit, so let me grab my books. So uh, starting with two weeks ago, I'm now officially, let's see, I have two weeks ago's books in the room, and then last week's books is getting to me tomorrow. It was shipped to me a little bit later, but I'm never on time with this shit, so I don't need to get it like two days later, right? I usually get it Saturdays after, you know, the Wednesday when it comes out, but that's yeah, okay. So uh, the two annuals this week, Batman, I actually just finished it before I jumped on, which is why I didn't start until 10.05, uh, but Ma- Batman annual for 2022 was pretty good. It was just kind of spawning off of um, the most recent arc of Batman and Ghostmaker is kind of heading up Batman Incorporated and goes on, goes on a mission not knowing that he's going to recruit another another member, the Grey Wolf. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be starting a new series, uh, Batman Incorporated, uh, to be continued on sale this fall. So, of course, with the paper shortages, you don't know when that's actually going to happen, but it's going to happen. So it's, it's it was a pretty good story, uh, pretty exciting. Um, Action Comics Annual, it was pretty cool. I got a double dose of Action Comics uh, two weeks in a row. So like three three or four weeks ago was Action Comics uh, let's see, what was it? Action Comics number... Oh, crap, what was it? Action Comics 1043, and then, of course, the annual came the next week, so it was a good dose of that. I'm ready to be done with Mongol. Now, the annual was pretty cool because it gave kind of like a back and forth of when Clark was younger, trying to, like, control his powers, right, and felt empathy for other kids who were kind of... He, they didn't know the situation at home, so... Yeah, it was kind of like a bully story, but then he didn't know the situation at home until later, so it was pretty cool. And then Mongol, when he was younger, with his mother being exiled and uh, just kind of fending for themselves and how he kind of grew to be what he is now. Um, but no, I'm, I'm about ready to be done with that arc. Um, it's, it's not bad, but I'm ready for something different. I'm ready for something like, where else is he going? Is he coming back to Earth, right? Um, is he not coming back to Earth until after Dark Crisis, like when this whole shit resets? or whatever's going to happen with it. Dark Crisis number one did come out, I believe. I have it in there. It's two weeks ago. So I have it. Haven't read it yet. I did read Road to Dark Crisis, which I'll be getting into right now, I guess. But Road to Dark Crisis, eh, you know, it's just, you know, some side stories with Jonathan Kent, Superman, and Nightwing, and then uh, Aqualad, and, um, you know, Wally West and Green Lantern and everything. So kind of like, a, will these new heroes be able to, you know, take over the Justice League or what What actually happened to the Justice League? So kind of like a like a what if sort of thing. So it was okay. Um, I'm ready to get into the story. I'm also ready to not get all of those side stories. I believe I looked at the list. It was 
like seven different issues, seven or eight different issues of Dark Crisis, and then you had a couple of tie-ins with The Flash, and then you had like Dark Crisis, The World Without Superman, The World Without Batman, The World Without Aquaman, The World Without Barry Ant- Wonder Woman, you know, like, but I'm ready to not get those, right? Um, nice House on the Lake is still trippy as all hell. Uh, it's, it's it's a little slower the last few issues. Um, not saying it's horrible, um, but someone is trying to communicate on the other side of the window. Uh, 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 sorry, bleh, other side of the mirror. And uh, they're finally being shown something. Nora is. And uh, one of the other housemates snuck into the area as they were going in. So it's going to get pretty juicy there, I'm telling you. Going to get pretty juicy. Uh, Shadow War. Shadow War is now over. We find out that Brion from one of my favorite cartoon shows, Young Justice, um, Geoforce, he was the uh, fake uh, Deathstroke who killed Rachel Ghoul, you know, who then, you know, allegedly, you'll find out that at the end that he actually did kill Deathstroke. Um, but it was a pretty good story. Um, I only had to get like maybe four extra issues, like a couple, like a Robin, like like a Deathstroke incorporated in a, in a Robin issue or two to kind of keep up with the story, right? But it was pretty cool. It was like an eight issue total series. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Detective Comics with the Riddler, some kind of like, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, coming off of the Batman and now you have an arc with the Riddler being the bad, the bad guy. It was pretty good, I would say. Um, um, this, uh, what's it called? The, the reporter, she's getting a lot of time on these, on these stories. I am sorry. I am sad to say though, that I think Miss Tamaki is, is off of detective soon. I'm really sad about that. So I think maybe after this arc, she's gone. I don't know why they would do that, but eh, it's okay. So moving on to something besides DC, um, the Amazing Spider-Man. I have read up to number two. Uh, it's 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 pretty good, I would say. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not it's not the best, but it's it's not the worst, you know. Uh, a couple of the characters that I'm not really familiar with, like Tombstone and like the White Rabbit and everything. So it's it's a pretty good story so far. Of course, only two issues into the new arc, and Peter Parker's already got himself in the world of hurt, and he's um you know in the <laughs> in the claws of Tombstone, and so we will see what happens with him in number three. I have number three, which is, was, I think, two weeks ago. So if I'm not mistaken, this is coming out more often than I thought. It might be a, a, a two per, like a two per month, like a, like a twice monthly, so who knows. Um, yeah, other than that, got the Robin issue of The Shadow War, uh, Department of Truth, uh, an, another one. Man, I just can't. What am I going to do with this story? It, it, it's um, it's one of those stories where it's so weird it kind of reminds me of like the green, like just kind of, uh, it's just kind of hard to keep up with it, right? It's like kind of, it's kind of weird. It's all, you know, with the artwork and everything, it's like reading the Grant Morrison with, with, um, what's his name? Lee, with, with Liam Sharp's uh, artwork in, in his Green Lantern uh, series. It's just kind of hard to keep up. It's a good story. I feel like one out of every three issues, I actually like understand what the hell is going on. But like the, the, the face with the red star, like, is that real? Is it not real? It's just trippy as hell. And it's, I don't know. It, like I'm, I'm a completist in a way. Like I'll tell you in a minute, like with my CW shows and everything. And you know, with, with this series kind of feel that way about undiscovered country. Like I'm a completist. Like I want to see it through. So I hope 
you know, something else happens. That was issue 18 from Tinyan. Like, I hope that, you know, more comes of it, you know, especially if there's only going to be like two years worth, you know, like 24 issues. So we'll see. And finally, the last one um, is Batman Beyond the White Knight. Just a great, I, I love being immersed in this universe. Like I told Sean last week, I freaking love this universe. You know, like whether it was Osriel in part two, whether it was Harley Quinn kind of like focusing on her story, um, and whether it was the the one shot with, with, with Freeze, with, you know, Victor Von Freeze. And now we have Batman Beyond. Like it's just an amazing story. You know, and like just all the twists and turns, like what, like what the hell are they doing? Like in this universe, like what? No way. Like they're married. They have a, they have two kids, right? Like it's just really, really cool to see what could be, right? It's like a coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? It's like one of those stories where it's like, wow, they went there with this one. Like it's not canon. You don't have to be serious about like, oh, what, like what's up with Azrael? Oh, he's really a Wayne. No, 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 he's not really. It's just like in that universe, that, 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 like that's what happened, right? So everything that was he was ever given, Bruce Wayne, it's not supposed to be his, but just it's not that serious, right? It's just because it's it's Miller's, you know, his not not Miller, is it Miller? No, Murphy, Sean Murphy, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Miller, whoever you are, Sean Murphy. But yeah, I mean, other than that, that's it for the comic book section. On to, see, this is what I, I need Sean, man. I need Sean on the episode because I've watched a lot of stuff. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give the warning now. Um, I've watched episode, up. I think we're caught up, right? By the time you listen to this episode, you may have another episode of Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan, but I think we're, I'm, uh, what, episode four or five is now out of Obi-Wan. We're caught up. Miss Marvel's has had two episodes. We're caught up with those. So what I'm about to talk about, if you don't, if you haven't seen these episodes, please fast forward um, about maybe ten, five, ten minutes. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me take a little swig of my water real quick. Mm. Yeah. I always forget how hard this is to do solo. But anyways, so Miss Marvel, it, it's a cute show, right? You know, it's a cute show. It's, you know, a coming-of-age story. It's someone who we've never had before, right? She's Middle Eastern. She's a she's a, a, a young lady. They kind of discuss kind of like the oppression that still women go through nowadays, especially being Middle Eastern. And it's really cool because, you know, it's not all about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you, like you want – sometimes you need those stories, right? Someone who's been kind of a, a oppressed or held down or kind of seen as the underdog, right? And, and and it's because of their skin color. It's because of who their parents were or it's because of, like, their decisions or something or something they, that they can't control. It's just what they were born with, right? Their religion, their skin color, their gender, what have you, right? And so when you have someone like that and they're and then they get thrust into this thing and it's just the bangle – right? And she ha- is given these powers that are near Captain Marvel. It's just really cool. And of course, the second episode, she's training and she's learning to like, you know, kind of walk on the, I don't even know what they are. What are they? Little crystals, like little rainbow crystals or whatever. So it's really weird. But me and my wife like all of the super cool artwork. Like it's like a comic book, little art that comes in, you know, like, but it's live action. So it's like, excuse me, it, it looks like a live action version of Into the Spider-Verse, where you know how in Into the Spider-Verse, when something happens, like when he was starting to glitch, and it had that weird, like, little, you know, artwork, or the weird, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, or like when he's doing his, um, 
skateboarding like down the street and he's like kind of putting the stickers on everything and then all of a sudden like all the artwork and, and everything all the graffiti starts to move and everything like that happens in the show but it's live action so it's really cool like there was this one thing where they were trying to figure out what she should go as um uh, to this uh, AvengerCon convention, and she's like, "Oh, should I, should I like go as like a like a zombie uh, Captain Marvel?" And it shows like on the wall as they're like skateboarding or as they're going right on their bikes or whatever. You know, it's just like like a zombie Captain Marvel, but it looks like graffiti on the wall, but it's moving. It's pre- it's pretty cool. It's really really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, a question at the end of Moon Knight actually got answered. One of the little cutscenes after Moon Knight, it showed, you know someone who got a phone and he was like oh like take a look at this take a look at this and, she, and he's like i'm sure you know if you've seen the show he's like bring her in or whatever and it, that's episode two of miss marvel now miss marvel shows off her powers but of course in today's age someone was recording it so someone recorded her saving an, another girl from her school with the big hand right like of of, of miss marvel and so they and so you know bring her in was the girl who she saved Right, and they're trying to get all this information out of her and everything. So it's pretty cool. So now you have the government um, entity now in this story. So it's pretty cool. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. What can I say? Um, big, big Star Wars fan, but this one's kind of falling short. Like I love the cameo in the most recent episode from um, uh, what's his name. Um, I want to say Haley Joel Osment, but that's the that's the kid from what's it called? Uh, or is that Haley Joel Osment? Is that the kid from um, Six Sense? That's the kid who played Anakin, but uh, Christian Christian Haydenson or whatever his name? No, Christian Hayden Christensen. I don't even know what. No, Hayden. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? The kid, the guy who played you know teenager and then young adult Anakin Skywalker before he turned into Darth Vader. He, he makes an appearance in the most recent episode um the the main um antagonists the um the third sister and everything not a big fan of her character right like me and my wife called it like from the first scene when we saw all the younglings getting killed by anakin like we like we thought to ourselves when she was you know, there were certain things where she would you know uh, certain way, how she would act on when someone would say something or how she would talk. And we're like, dude, I think she was one of the people who, uh, one of the kids who, you know, who he didn't kill. Right. And she's trying to get revenge and sure enough, that's what happened. So it's a good, it's a good show. Right. But I wouldn't, I don't know. It's kind of weird because like, where do I put it as far as what we've been having the last couple years with this new age of Star Wars, right? Like, I think it's like maybe right there with, with Boba Fett. It's not as good as Mandalorian. Um, it's definitely not as good as, um, you know, Rogue One, but I guess it's, it's right there with the other, those three movies, you know, seven, eight, nine, and then solo and stuff, I guess, you know, like it's good, you know, like one of my favorite characters is young princess Leia. Like she's a little firecracker. I love it. I absolutely love it. So it looks like they're going back to Tatooine to see Luke Skywalker. So maybe we actually get to see him interact. Like we've only seen the character as a little boy, uh, just kind of sitting there acting like he's on like a speeder, like a pod racer or something. So it'll be good to see him actually like speak and interact just like we've already seen Princess Leia do the same thing. So, um, 
but like I said, with uh, with COVID, you know, I've gotten the opportunity to watch a lot of shows. I started and finished the newest season of Snowfall. Absolutely amazing show. You guys need to go check it out on FX. It's just like the rise of the crack cocaine, you know, epidemic down in LA. But one, you know, one single kid and his family kind of takes advantage and becomes pretty much kingpins and, you know, gangsters down in LA and flying all the way across the world to get drugs and, you know, gun running and drugs and you know, got government agencies and people flipping on each other, and you know, it's just it's it's cool. About four or five, ep- I mean, like four episodes in on Mayans now. I think the Mayans ju- the season just ended, but I was able to uh, finish the first four episodes. That's another good show. Um, you know, a lot of questions are unanswered right now, so I can't really say much about the season. But when when Sean and Mark, that's that's what I'm going to say for Sean and Mark. Um, and then of course my CW shows, you know, I finished Batwoman and I finished, um, Legends of Tomorrow. Both of them obviously are shows that they had zero feeling of it being over and then they get, and then there's, you know, uh, cancellations there. They were announced that both of those shows were canceled. So it's like, where do you go from there? You know, you have no idea. I was like, oh, whatever. I guess, I guess that that's how they end it. Right. But, um, the flash, ugh. Man, the Flash is rough right now, man. The the Flash is as rough as the series right now. I just I'm again I'm a completist. So with the Flash itself, the comic book series, I kind of feel like oh, like I'm gonna kind of roll with it. Like I'm not getting a lot of books right now anyway, so I might as well just roll with the Flash. It's a consistent one that I'm getting every month, right? But but the Flash, man, the Flash is still one of those shows CW where they're still taping like 18 to 22 episodes. It's just a, a long drawn out process. I believe I was. One spoiler, I did find out that, you know, I didn't wish to. I was going through some of the articles, but I did hear that Killer Frost, they killed off, you know, the other half of Caitlyn Snow. Uh, I'm guessing it happens this upcoming episode that I'm uh, about to watch. Um, But yeah, so I'm caught up with uh, Walking Dead now. Uh, Again, just a completist show, you know. It's it's okay. Eh, It's whatever, you know, with the Commonwealth and everything. So we're going to get that season back, I believe, in October is what I saw. Um, and then Superman and Lois, that's the one thing that's keeping me going on this DC, uh, CW show. It's just an amazing show still with the, the whole bizarro world and everything. I'm not, not completely caught up yet. I'm like two or three episodes behind, but I think the season's still going on. And then I have like two more episodes of Naomi. It's, you know, it's got the makings of like a cool show. Like I really can't like, like which one's better, Naomi or Stargirl? It's like in that kind of where I know it's not going to ever be up there in the upper echelon like Batwoman and and Legends it's going to be like right there to where like at the peak first four seasons first five seasons of The Flash and Arrow were like tip top like best right but it sounds like to me at the end of the day when all is all said and done CW shows Smallville and Superman and Lois the two Superman shows are probably going to be my top two of all time so there's that um some other news I guess that's pretty much it for like what I've been watching. Um, but yeah, so Buzz Lightyear has a kind of a bummer of a weekend, only $51 million uh, brought in. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people who, you know, there's been a spike in COVID cases. So you might over the next two weeks, you might get uh, better numbers than you would think in a second week, third week, four, a fourth week. Um, or you have people like me who are probably going to wait. Like I might take my daughter to go see Buzz Lightyear. Um, like I think next week, Doctor Strange or this week Doctor Strange comes out. I haven't even seen it yet, so I'm going to watch it just on Disney Plus, and then hopefully next week we'll all get to talk about it. 
But yeah, so um, Ezra Miller is pretty much out as the Flash. I don't know if they kind of finish the Flash movie, you know, or they're going to recast. But they pretty much said that he's not going to be in any future role of Barry Allen. So he's like wanted in like three states. It's just a freaking mess. Absolute, you know, piece of shit person it looks like. So, but hey, people were calling Johnny Depp a piece of shit and look at this now. So he probably is still a piece of shit, but less of a piece of shit than Amber Heard for sure. Um, Hercules is getting a live action, um, movie. So that's pretty cool. You know, they can't think of anything original anymore. So, you know, might as well just remake all of the Disney classics. So it's just a matter of time before we get Princess and the Frog and, uh, you know, hell, Toy Story, make it live action. Why not do it? But yeah, so Hercules is getting a live action. And as we round out the, uh, comic book section and we round out the, um, show for this week, Tim Sale. The great Tim Sale is dead. Undisclosed, um, you know, circumstances, uh, undisclosed reasons at the age of, 50, of 66, excuse me. Um, Tim Sale, when, when I think of Tim Sale, I think of the beginning of my comic book, like, life, right? Like, my whole journey reading comic books. You know, um, one of the first ever collected stories that I ever read was Batman the Long Halloween. You know, and I was super excited that they kind of, sort of, a little bit, loosely based the Batman off of the long Halloween, just a couple of little aspects of it. But, um, Tim sales, you know, just artwork. It was, uh, definitely made an impact on my life, right. Uh, with Jeff Loeb's writing and, um, yeah, I'll never forget it. You know, it was one of those things where it was like nightfall, nightfall and the long Halloween were the two stories that I kind of read first. Right. You know, there's actually a couple of stories like Christ on Infinite Earths and Kingdom Come and a couple of those stories I haven't even gotten to yet. Just with all the stuff that I get week to week. But in the very beginning when I was starting to wind down and kind of not get 15 stories a week, uh, weekly, and just kind of try to get it under 10, um, I read that. And it was, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely a game changer for me. You know, it made me wanted to go and see what, what was in the past, right? And kind of base what I read off of now off of what I read in the past. So, uh, goodbye, Tim Sale. Uh, you will be forever, you will be forever missed in the comic book world. And as far as, uh, you know, from now until the end of my days, I'll be a lifelong comic book reader and you're one of the reasons why. So rest in peace, sir. Sorry to your family and friends. Um, hopefully it was not the, uh, you know, bad circumstances how you went, but with that being said, sorry to end it on such like a, a, a dire uh, moment, but my voice is kind of going because this has been a 50-minute long uh, solo episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for um, for surviving and um, grueling it out with me. So, but thank you. But Mark and Sean will be back hopefully next week um, for episode 153. Um, with that being said, again, you know where to find us on all social media, the email. Um, you could watch this video right now, see Clay Thompson grabbing his crotch and dancing, you know, or you can just listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. But yeah, it's Monday. Hope everyone has a fantastic, fantastic um, uh, rest of the week. And a weekend's going to be a hot one out here. And Tracy, I don't know where you live, but I think right now it's going to be 107 tomorrow, 104 on Wednesday. It's going to be a freaking scorcher. All right. Well, congratulations again to the Warriors. Go Kyle Larson and uh, Chase Elliott and Joy Logano at Nashville. And go read some damn books. But for Mark and for Sean, this is Mike. This is episode 152 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy the hell out of each other. Peace out. See you guys next week.